Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from billions of boars to backstabbing <laughs> bastards, and today we're talking about bugbears. Hi, right, Brian. It's here. It's time to talk about the final goblinoid. At last. <laughs> bugbears. We're just going to bookend uh, these goblin boys with Indeed. these bugbears. Indeed. Bugbears are actually my favorite of the goblinoids, which is saying something because I also like hobgoblins a lot. Well, I like goblins in general. I'm a big fan of the whole goblin everything. So they're I wonderful to use in campaigns. I like goblins. Reflected by your, your goblins rule sweater. You're not wearing it now, but I've I'm seen not, it with it. But yeah. <laughs> also, uh, uh, there's been a bit of goblin lore in our sci-fi game. because Yeah, there yeah, has. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, anyways, bugbears. That's what we're talking about today. Yes, so we are talking it. about bugbears today. So, um, shout bug- out to Josh Freeland. Indeed. Uh, bugbears are large, hairy humanoids related to both goblins and hobgoblins. They stand about uh, seven feet tall or so, um, even eight feet tall. Big meaty um, boys. They have long, wedge-shaped ears um, and... And they are named for their claws, teeth, and noses, which are all very bear-like. They're also covered in a thick, coarse, yellowish hair. (laughs) Kind of like a Sasquatch. Like Um, a yellowish Sasquatch. (laughs) Like a yellow Sasquatch. Like a Sasquatch with scurvy. (laughs) So Gary Gygax introduced the idea of the bugbear in first edition. Uh, they're all he. It, it was also noted they were also called b- 
Booger Bears. Um, and he took the name. I, kind of, I remember seeing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He took the name from old uh, European folklore. So uh, bugbears were fictional beings similar to hobgoblins. They were like phantasmal beings that parents would tell stories about to their children, get them to behave like, yeah. you know, don't do that or the bugbear will get you. Or the booger go, bear will get you. Yeah, don't go alone in the woods. The booger bear will get you. Also booger, bo- boogeyman. Oh, yeah. Kinda, okay. You know, all that, that's the etymology of that boogeyman one. Boogeyman equals bugbear. Damn. That'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. I've never pictured the boogeyman looking like a goblinoid. That's think, actually pretty fitting. Yeah, it's very fitting. Um, um, don't go into the woods, you'll get snot on you. Right. <laughs> so while goblins have a reputation of being clever pests and hobgoblins are seen as like an organized military threat, bugbears have a reputation of being brutish savages. Yeah. <laughs> they spend most of their time sleeping, hunting, killing, eating, and bullying other goblinoid allies, if they even have any of those. They're the most chill of the goblinoids. But if they're they, also the most asshole. Yeah, if they weren't, so it, when they're not busy being assholes. Yeah. There's something endearing about their simplicity. I don't know what that. I know I'm kind of projecting on that, but like there's just something endearing about bugbears, and I don't know what it is. It's because they're covered in hair. I, if they weren't covered in hair, I think they were nasty creatures. Yeah, probably. But because they're covered in hair like a dog, I think they're cute. <laughs> well, we have art. We had art made of a very like well groomed bugbear. That's true. That was. It's a very nice looking piece. Yeah, and, it is. Um, it's the best looking bugbear I've probably actually ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> we'll ever see. Yeah. So, so uh, they're notoriously lazy and they hate to be bossed around by bigger and tougher creatures. Mm. Uh, because of this, bugbears are often loners in the wilderness. Um, if they do decide to put in uh, the effort. One may wrangle up like a bunch of goblins and then bully them into their service. Okay, like, now you do everything for me. Like a like a bugbear with like a little bit more um, like proactive. Yeah, a little bit more proactive. Like maybe a little bit like, more foresight. Like if I do more work now, I can do less work later. Kind of deal. Okay, that's one of the smarter well, of them. We're gonna talk about bugbear intelligence um, because they're not necessarily that stupid. They're okay. actually we'll, we'll get to it. So. Um, Bugbears will work with and for hobgoblins, but only with the guarantee of food uh, and fighting basically mm-hmm. being always you know, provided. And they do it super begrudgingly. They, they also will work with hobgoblins when it comes to forming a host, but there's more religious reasons for that, which we'll get into later. Okay. So because of their nature... Well, yeah, goblins do have like a religious hierarchy about them, don't they? Oh, they, they really do. Yeah. 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 They're, they're really kind of enslaved by their pantheon if you will right the jester right um oh that's the nilbog the nilbog the jester is the thing they do to prevent a nilbog right that's right um but yeah so they don't actually want that shit running around their fucking lair indeed they don't so because of their nature the bugbear population in any given setting is often small and spread out over a very wide area but when circumstances are right bugbears can form family units of up to like a dozen or so and they operate kind of like as a gang just kind of just brood about being cool. a gang, yeah. So as long as food is plentiful and uh, you know things are going well, the gang will remain really f- tight knit, and they'll cooperate with surprisingly impressive uh, degree. Yeah, because everything's good. Yeah, everything's good, and they're relatively clever for such big beasts. You know, okay. that are kind of stupid. Um, but when times turn tough, uh, and it, it's not long before you know good feelings turn sour. Bugbear's selfish natures will begin to surface and they'll quickly either begin bullying the weakest member or straight up exiling them because they put a strain on resources. It's the same thing that, that happened to the Beatles. Just one of them wants to go solo and it's all bad. One of them gets a girlfriend <laughs> and it's fucking gets nasty. Girlfriend. Gets nasty up in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, she just that's yells part a of lot. what happened. She just yells a lot. And this is like, a, a Beatles podcast, but we could do one. <laughs> you know, the greatest band of the world, my favorite band, the Beatles. I could do a podcast on them easy. Just just uh, include all everything that happened to the Beatles in the Bugbear lore. Just make it yeah. The, the when bugbears. bugbear when bugbears 
like gather up, they're like a rock band, and then they like they break up for the same reasons rock bands break yeah. up. Yeah, there you go. It's usually dumb reasons. So on their own or not, <laughs> bugbears are incredibly adept at wilderness survival. They have keen senses of sight, hearing, and smell for hunting. Uh, despite their size and strength, they have extraordinary stealth abilities. They're highly dexterous and light of foot and fast. Kind of like an actual bear. I didn't know they were stealthy like that. Yeah, they're super stealthy. And again, they're really fast. If they come running at you, they're quick. Oh, wow. Like an actual bear. Like bears <laughs> are big and bulky, but they're yeah. actually really stealthy and fucking fast. Bears think, are very, very fast. I think they can clock at like 40 miles per hour. Yeah, like, something like yeah, that. No, it gets up there, around. dude. I've seen bears running down, not in person. I've seen <laughs> videos of bears running down the side of the highway next to cars. Yeah. Just yeah. like looking at them. Just like hustling. <laughs> Damn, how do you move all that? How you move all that baby down? Because <laughs> they're so strong. <laughs> so strong. So um, they're fairly indiscriminate about what they eat, but for the most part, they are carnivores. Um, uh, yeah, their hair keeps them warm in the winter. So these are, again, all things that like make them really good at surviving the wilderness. Uh, but lastly, they may be dim- dim-witted, but they aren't truly stupid. The average intelligence of a bugbear is about eight, which yeah, is higher. Right. Yeah, that's higher than both gnolls or orcs. Yeah, super um, languagey. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, they could talk. They're just like a slightly dumb human is basically their average intelligence. Okay, bugbears are capable of crafting basic tools and traps, and they do so on their own in the wild whenever they need to. I don't know if you all know this, but slightly dumb humans are super duper dangerous. Yeah, and uh, quite clever, in fact, in the brain world. <laughs> in the brain. Yeah. Yeah, they have to yeah. compensate by scheming against everybody forever. <laughs> right. So bugbears have a fairly long lifespan. They live about 75 years. And another notable thing is they actually retain most of their physical capabilities well into old age. Oh, cool. So like... Like Saiyans. A thir- yeah, like Saiyans. There we go. <laughs> like a 35-year-old bugbear and a 65-year-old bugbear, still pretty even match. Okay, sweet. Like, I don't think it's till like the actual twilight years, like those last four years that things start to dwindle. Um <laughs> Yeah, so there's I a lot of books written cool. in that time, like my last four years my last or like my years. thirty years as a strong ass bugbear. It's <laughs> a lot of yeah. autobiographies. Well, it'd be my, my seventy years as a strong ass bugbear because my okay, last yeah, five totally. is like a thoughtful, insightful author. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um, your intel your strength goes down, but your intelligence goes up. It's yeah. like a reallocation of points. There you go. <laughs> so believe it or not, uh, religion is actually uh, a major influence on the behavior of bugbears, or more likely. Um, they use their religion in order to explain the way they are. I almost thought you were gonna, I almost thought you were gonna say they use their religion to X and then I heard ploit and then I don't know what you were gonna say after that. But we'll get into their religion after our short rest. I love resting for a short amount of time. <laughs> okay. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where I'm not talking about that last thing we were talking about. We are talking about something else, and it comes from our hearts. Will, what comes from your heart that you want to tell the listener about? I suppose my love for them yeah. is the first thing that comes to mind. First of all, Will, 100% correct. Second of all, <laughs> great job again. <laughs> Thirdly, you. I love you guys too. And really, first things should have been love. I love you. For, I love you first. Good job, Will. You were right. <laughs> cool. Something like cool that. Cool beans. Love is first here on this part of the show. Uh, what do we want to talk about that isn't love? It's also love. It's all love. But like, what else are we talking about? So we uh, wanted to uh, kind of do a shout out or a plug, if you will, on our live play on our YouTube channel called Super Quest Saga, where I dungeon master a 5e D&D game set in a space, space. cyberpunk space opera kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Uh, it Shows come out uh, every two weeks. Every two weeks. Every two Wednesdays? Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in there. Yeah. I've in been the, landing right on Tuesday nights is kind of where it's been landing. I mean, this show comes out on Mondays, but I'm constantly dropping it on Sunday because I don't want to be late. I'm paranoid about being late. Yeah, so same. early all the time, <laughs> always early. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's gotten a pretty good reception. People seem to enjoy it. And uh, yeah, please check it out. We put a lot of work into it and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a great game. Um, <laughs> sci-fi, cyberpunky, kind of like... Oh man, we, there's like unique skills that we're just a lot of homebrew, a lot oh, of yeah, reskinning, but it is five yeah. E, and we, we, I like we just got a new list of skills. We just finished a story arc that's like super badass. That um, it really kind of sets the tone for what's to come. Mm. I don't know what's to come. I'm a player, and that would be bad if Will <laughs> told me all of the all of the reveals. But our next episode that we're going to record after this recording is some reveals. I've been told. Yeah, lots of world building in the in the interlude episode coming up. That I'm very building. excited for world building is great because then you. You get to execute adventures afterwards. It's true. Um, so if you want to check that out, it's on our YouTube page, the Dungeon Cast YouTube page. Please go check us out. Hit the subscribe button. Go check those videos out. There's a playlist with all the Super Quest Saga stuff in there. Um, there should be like, what are we on? Like seven, eight episodes by um, now? Um, Yeah, we're recording our eighth episode coming up. Okay, so there's a good chunk of stuff for, the, for you to go. Just go knock it down. Um, they're like one and a half hour episodes tops. Real, real good stuff, guys. Um, I'm having a great time playing in it. So, 
I think with that though, Let's we should get, get back, back to the show. show. Let's Indeed, get back to the show. And we're back. We've returned. It's time to talk about bugbear religion. I that's all I've ever wanted to talk about. I didn't know it until you said that. <laughs> yeah, I was actually pretty surprised by uh, how much kind of meat there was when it came to the bugbears and their religion. But let's just get into it. So bugbears have two major deities: uh, Hrugik and Grankul. Now these these deities, <laughs> yeah, these deities are brothers. Okay. Um, and it said that when Maglubia annihilated most of the goblinoid pantheon, as he did. Um, he ended up showing mercy to these brothers. Um, he even went as so far as to set the brothers free to do as they will. And he did these for unknown reasons, although it is speculated. Um, it's speculated by some that the reason Maglubiate did this was maybe to the fact that keeping them alive would make controlling the bugbears a little bit easier since, you know, they're big, strong, meaty boys and they like their gods a lot. So maybe not killing them would be a good way to keep them in hand. Okay. Um, also, the brother gods themselves seem to have a relatively positive effect on bugbear behavior, making them more useful in general. Okay. So that, that could be another reason. Uh, especially since Maglubia is a fucking evil piece of shit. Like, yeah, he, you know he had to have a reason. Like, he's as mo- modious level evil, just not cunning, you know? Yeah, not as um, good, not as powerful. No, indeed <laughs> not. So uh, let's talk about the brother. So uh, Hrugik is the elder of the two siblings, and he's known to be the fearsome, mighty, kind of legendary warrior one of the two. Okay. Uh, bugbears believe that their strength and bravery come from Hrugik. Nice. Uh, Grankul is a younger sibling. He's known for his cunning and his stealth. Bugbears believe that Grankul gifted uh, the bugbears with their counterintuitive stealth. You know, because they're so big and burly, they shouldn't be so stealthy, but they kind of just mystically are. Okay. Um, but that he did this with a price. Bugbears believe that Grankul took a portion of all bugbears' vigor and constitution, which is why they sleep so often and are generally lazy. Oh. <laughs> the reasoning for taking their vigor is so that Grankul never has to sleep himself. Grankul... <laughs> Grankle acts as Hrugik's personal bodyguard and always stands watch as his brother sleeps. Because his brother has a lot of enemies. He just sucked up all your ability score points that you didn't use. Yeah, in he the just right lost spot. some stuff around. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, point buying all of his NPCs. Right. This is where I, I was kind of saying, like, uh, the gods explain their um like bugbear's kind of natural inclinations, but also just might be an excuse. Okay. But I think this is actually legit since like we do know in DD the gods are real and these are the things they do. So I think this is in fact how and why it is. All right. So for the most part, the brother gods stalk the lower planes, battling and preying upon all they meet as is their right as superior warriors in the view of the bugbears. Uh, Hrugik collects the heads of his kills and places them on spikes within their den. Oh, man. Yeah. Strahd von Berovich. <laughs> I know. Uh, in rare times that Grankul has to leave Hrugik when he's sleeping, uh, he'll whisper to commands to the heads to wake his brother if there's danger. Okay. So he's always looking out for his bro, which is kind of <laughs> why I like these guys. I just like that. It's like, oh, they're two evil deities, but they got each other's backs. Like, it's really cool. <laughs> they're like doing a fucking, they're doing like a, what's that shit they do in Looney Tunes with the canes and the top hats? And they like do like a tap dance on stage yeah, together. Sure. Yeah, They're fucking doing that. that. And they're like, you're real strong and I'm real stealth. <laughs> yeah. We like bugbears. We are bugbears. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. (laughs) So the only other deities that bugbears recognize are Maglubiet and a mysterious entity known as Skigaret. Okay. So they... That's a cool name. They recognize both these deities, but with both disdain and fear. So... Though bugbears hate Maglubiet for subjugating uh, their gods, they also recognize the mercy and honor he's kind of shown them by allowing the freedom of their deities. So periodically, 
Magluviet will call upon the brothers to serve in his war on Acheron, and they must obey the call. They must come. <laughs> it sounds like uh, like 20-somethings that are like begrudgingly living in their parents' house. Right, like, sure. oh, I hate those fools. They never let me do anything I want. But, but you they're know, they're cool stocking the fridge. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I guess it's kind of like that <laughs> attitude. So like I said, periodically Maglubiate will call upon the brothers to serve in his war, uh, and they must obey. So when hobgoblins on the material plane form war hosts, bugbears see that as a sign that their gods have been conscripted, and so they'll do the same in solidarity with their deities. Okay. Um, so again, great way to keep the bugbears under control for Maglubiate. Keep All the, right. Keep the brothers alive. Skigaret is a bit more of an uh, enigma of an entity. It's essentially the boogeyman for bugbears. Okay. Um, it's said the that boogeyman's s- boogeyman. I know. It's said that Skigaret attempts to cause fear and panic within bugbears in the midst of battle. Um, it's like this fear is like a form of madness that will infect a bugbear, and the bugbear cannot resist it. And when when they get infected with this fear, they'll just kind of lose their minds, and they'll do whatever it takes to survive, whether that means fleeing or killing one of their own or whatever. You know, I I was regretting missing a John Wick reference, and we're still way on track for it. So oh, okay. this guy's this Skigaret. Skigaret. Skigaret yeah. is John Wick. Okay, sure, yeah. He's the boogeyman that the boogeyman's afraid of. Okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. People so, are doing whatever they can to get the fuck out. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Skigger is just kind of an asshole. There's really not a lot said about him. I don't know what he looks like or you he know, where like he Keanu fits. Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he looks like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Someone killed his dog, and now he's out to like fuck up everything. So bugbears don't have priests, and they don't have shaman. They don't really have any special rituals either. They're wor- they worship their gods by just being bugbears to the best of their abilities. Oh, I've seen a lot of that where you're like just kind of doing stuff uh-huh. and like like if you're a hero, right? Mm-hmm. The God of justice just like shows up. It's like, good work, guys. You've been doing great for your Lord and Savior. And they're right. like, who the fuck is you? Right. right. And they're like, I'm not surprised you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the bugbears, it's like, no, they, they know and they love their gods. But like their gods don't want them to do anything but just be fucking bugbears, bro. It's <laughs> yeah. just like. Uh, we love bugbears. We love being bugbears, and we want you to be bugbears too. That's all you got to do. When a group of them does something particularly bugbearish, their <laughs> god arrives and is like, "I just want to check in and say, good job being you, bros." <laughs> right, pretty much. <laughs> Occasionally, some bugbears will collect the heads of their kills to honor and emulate Hrugik. Um, but in, and if they do this, they'll also sew the eyes of the heads open to pay homage to Sleepless Grankle. That's that's the only real ritual they got going on. It's grotesque, but it's kind of cool. They're just looking around like, you know what we haven't done in a long time? (laughs) Fucking beheaded our enemies and like sewed their shit open. It's so true. (laughs) We don't do that enough. We don't do that very much. Maybe we should pop one off in six months. (laughs) So any questions about bugbears before we get into some of the stats? Oh, they're weird. They're super weird. I like bugbears, man. I like them, but like (laughs) they are a little odd. This is weird. This isn't like goblin stuff to me. No, because they're different. They're just like hobgoblins, goblins, and bugbears are all very unique in their own right. They're goblin adjacent, but they're yeah. goblins. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, um, like hobgoblins kind of remind me of goblins in a lot of ways. They're like, me- they're like meta goblins. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. These are like, they're a little they're bit cousin. awesome. They're cousins. They're yeah, they're cousins. the weird cousins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so bugbears have both a racial um, stat block and a monster stat block. So. The monster stat looks pretty pretty straightforward. You know, it's your your average low level um, mob creature. Okay, yeah. I think it's oh, challenge rating one, so it's a nice early level uh, monster to throw at your level two, your level party. Three. They do have two interesting traits that I kind of want to talk about real quick that make them a little unique. So they have uh, a, a trait called brute, which basically means 
Uh, a melee weapon that they deal deals uh, one die of its damage extra. Ooh, cool. Now, this is included in the attacks already, so... Like, it's not really necessary for him to state it, but I guess that's kind of interesting. All right. They just hit a little harder because, you know, they're, they're big, strong boys. With, like, foreign object or whatever? Um, Yeah, exactly. If, if they got a weapon in their hand, it hits hard. Watch out, watch out, watch out! <laughs> now, the second trait has to do with, again, their stealth. Uh, the trait's called surprise attack. If the bugbear surprises a creature and hits it with an attack during the first uh, round of combat, the target takes an extra 2d6 of damage from that attack. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, they're, they're expert ambushers. Sweet. And very fitting in, in bugbear lore. So that's basically it for their simple like monster stat. But they actually you could play these these guys like yeah, they have you racial can. traits. You can find them in Volo's uh, Guide to Monsters. So let's get into it. Um, bugbears get a plus two to strength and a plus one to dexterity. Um, they have average walking speed about thirty feet. Okay. Dark vision, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Everything else. I don't does. even feel like commenting on it at, at this, this point. point. I know. Um, they have a feature called long limbed, which says when you make a melee attack on your turn, your reach for it is five feet greater than normal. Now that's very useful for oh, staying yeah. out of like melee like combat. You don't it, have to disengage at that point. That shit gets abused. Yeah, honestly. That's, that's very and useful, why wouldn't very you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Also, I just think it's a cool feature. It's a weird thing to like try to visualize in combat, like getting hit by something that's ten feet away from you. Right. But right. whatever mechanics, like when the role play ends, battle begins. For sure. I mean, you can carry the role play into battle, but we are in a mechanical thing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's much more quantified. I'm just yeah. like, uh, I don't care. Like, it says 10 feet. I don't need to worry too much about what right. it looks like. Well, like, the way I visualize it. Fucking is stretch Armstrong like, and your again, war when, hammers when, out. When the when two creatures are fighting, they're not just standing next to each other. Like, yeah, they're moving. They're generally moving about. So, like, like, for instance, when I'm standing in a place, I'm not taking up five foot by five foot square. I'm not that big. But, like, in a combat situation, I'm shuffling around. Like, I'm kind yeah. of existing in this space. Like, a general range of motion in a five-foot cube is yeah. a five-foot cube, I guess. Like, your sword's right. out, etc. Yeah. Yeah. It, All that jazz. I get it. It's just <laughs> like... Right. Uh. So, yeah, the long limb, that's a feature. They also have a feature called Powerful Build. Uh, you count as one size larger when it comes to, like, carrying stuff, which makes sense. Big, strong boys. I, uh, that, they're they're medium-sized, technically, but they border on the size of large. I so. DM'd for a bugbear, mm. and, like... I forgot. I read that initially. You know, you're going over over all your PC stats and stuff to know what kind of puzzles to throw in. Mm -hmm. And I would do puzzles and I'd be like, I would try to build puzzles like, this guy's just going to pick this fucking shit up. Yeah, there you go. What, you know, like, <laughs> what is 500 pounds? Like, know. you know, like so true. to this fucking guy. Um, they have a feature called Sneaky, which just makes them proficient in stealth. And then lastly, they have a feature called Surprise Attack, which I think is verbatim the same one from the Monster Manual, which just says, if you surprise a creature and hit it with an attack within the first turn of combat, the attack deals an extra 2d6 of damage. Nice. Uh, you can use this trait only once per combat, though. Uh, that is specific to the player character. The monster uh, character can fucking do that all they want. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Although you're only going to get a surprise round once a combat anyway, so... Unless you take a hide action. See if you no. It says if you surprise a creature and hit it with an attack on your first turn in combat. Oh, first turn. Okay. I mean, it's sure. a one off anyway, so that's a kind of a useless yeah. caveat at the end there. Uh, lastly, they could speak, read, and write common uh, in Goblin. I would definitely. 
I mean, I feel like if you're a bugbear from normal bugbear lore, you could probably speak goblin and a little bit of, and maybe speak common, but reading and writing, you're going to have to come up with story reasons to make that work for me personally as a dungeon master. I mean, I know some people don't care, but that's, you know, maybe if, they write poorly and maybe they don't get enough from reading. Like they can't read complex text, but they can follow like, hey, turn left at the fork. And they're yeah, like, yeah, maybe. I can do that. Yeah. It's just like. It's not that I don't think bugbears are capable of reading. You know, uh, eight intelligence is perfectly capable of reading. It's just like reading, it requires education, and bugbears don't have that. So, yeah, uh, I mean, like, they don't yeah. have, like, uh, you know, the normal education of uh, mob packs where they ransack their, their, an adventuring party and take all their literature and just, like, start poking through it. I would say think about how human beings learn to read and how long that takes and how much actual education that is put into just reading yeah. your language. Like that's why I would say just come up with a reason why your bugbear can do that. Otherwise, you can't. I guess. I mean but like that's you just know, me. You Obviously up, you can hand wave it. You can pick up survival traits just by going out and doing it. So maybe there's sure. just like something they're coming across and they learn like basic words like you know, it it really depends on the interaction. Where does a bugbear have cause to write? You know, right, like exactly. it's, it's more like that to me where like w- how applicable is the skill? Well, where do so, they have cause to read if they're living in the wild? That's yeah, that's exactly. the, along the same line. Yeah. So it, like that's why, why you just if you come up with a legitimate reason. Cool. If not, then don't worry about it. That's just yeah. something you can't do. There's an old hag that has a soft place for bugbears in her heart. And she's <laughs> just go. like, you know what? I'm not going to trick you or anything. I'm just going to teach you to read because you think you should know. And with that being said, I think it's time to get ready for a long rest. I want to get ready for a long, long rest. So do I. But before we do that, we want to talk to you guys about our gaming channel, TDC Plays. It's a a sister YouTube channel where me, Brian, and other people uh, that are associated with the the show, the Dungeon Cast, get together and play some uh, video games. We're playing Pokemon. We're playing Outlast. Undertale's coming up pretty soon. Um, I think we're gonna do Shovel Knight. I know Smash Brothers is gonna happen soon. Mega Man, Mega Man, lots of Mega Man happen. Yeah, platformers of um, all kinds. I'm doing a, a playthrough of Zelda 2. So yeah, we got a lot going on. So if you if you like us and you and you want to hear more of us talking and you like video games and you want to see some of that too, come check out TDC plays. Yeah, mine are gonna be. I'm gonna tell a lot of stories when I play video games because they they're very all the video games I'm gonna play are very close to my heart. <laughs> For sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, what else? We talked about Super Quest Saga. Find that yeah. on our main YouTube channel, The Dungeon Cast. Indeed. Um, but if you want to support the show, want to help us keep the lights on, pay our hosting fees, et cetera, et cetera, it does take some time, effort, and money to put the show together. We would be making it regardless because we love to do this, but it really, really warms our hearts to know that there are people out there that want to help support us monetarily. It would be a, just a fucking wild dream of mine to not have to do like, like, I would love to just do this for work. Like right. video and audio is really cool for me. It would be great to just do that. I'm working on making that a reality for me. Um, so the fact that you guys are willing to help out with that, it, it it's really great. So we try to give you really cool bonus content to help like supplement, you know, that donation. You, you get something to show for it also, which is indeed. Yeah, you know, we, we have all kinds of bonus content on Patreon. But yeah, if you want to support the show, check it out. It might be something something you're interested in. You could also support the show just by talking about it. Telling your friends to listen to the show is a really great way to help us out. You can find us on Twitter at the Dungeon Cast. You can find us on Instagram by searching the Dungeon Cast. You can email us the Dungeon Cast at gmail.com if you have any uh, suggestions you want to talk about. Anything there, um, we read all the email and we do our best to respond to all of it. So, um, 
thank you guys very much for people that do send in letters to the show. That's really, really cool. We get a lot of cool like stories. And if you really want to help the show, please leave an iTunes review. If you are listening to the show on iTunes, that would be tremendously helpful. We've got, we get really nice iTunes reviews. We, we say do. that all the time. You guys are really, really great. We appreciate it very much. And, uh, check out our discord. Indeed. There's a link for it down below. Indeed there is. Thank you to all our sponsors. We have, um, ad space available in the short rest and back end of the show for a, the foreseeable future our front space ads get taken up but if you want to reach out the dungeoncast at gmail.com again um, i'll let you know what we do have available in the future and um, what our going ad rates are they are they are fluctuating every now and again so reach out to me to discuss that and i don't have anything else so with that i think we'll call it a game and we will talk to you guys later bye Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.